Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And uh, some of the folks on our show are family, business, and travel. And whenever I get a chance to talk about all three, I get super, 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 super excited. And uh, on today's episode, I have an amazing mom uh, of two kids who's on the show here today. Uh, she is a passionate life coach, and she is a specific area focused on helping moms transform their chaos into peace. And what an amazing topic, uh, transitioning the chaos that we all have as parents uh, into peace and harmony. Uh, so Anna and I are going to be talking about this topic and of course her book as well and her travels. She's also a passionate traveler. Uh, last year alone, she did seven months of travel with her daughter, uh, including places like Hawaii, India and Germany with amazing organization called YWAM, uh, Youth with a Mission. Uh, so Anna's joining us from just outside of Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. How are you doing over there in uh, uh, British Columbia, Anna, today? Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. It's a good day out here. Typical our fall, rained all day, but the island is beautiful no matter what. It is, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm from Vancouver, so we go over to the island quite frequently, maybe once every year, once every couple of years, and we love it over there. A nice little getaway for us Vancouver big city folks. So it must be a paradise to be actually living there. Uh, <laughs> yes, for sure. So, Anna, uh, one of the things we love to do on our show is to get to know our guests. And not just the about and uh, what you do, but uh, who are you? The deeper internal questions, the story, uh, the story that, led you, that has led you to who you are now. So why don't we trace back your story and uh, hear a little bit more about your journey? Yeah, for sure. Um, getting to coaching, for me, I am an 80s kid. So I grew up very hard life, very into drugs, all that kind of stuff, um, left home very early. And I think through that, you know, violence surrounded me, abuse, all that kind of stuff surrounded me. And I realized at a young age, maybe 14, 15, that I wanted to be in the helping career, that if I made a difference in someone's life, that I could share my story and that could, I could possibly stop someone from going that, down that path that I went. So I kind of started... Um, coaching, started counseling, um, doing that type of thing. What led me to now working with moms, because I've done work with kids and youth and everything in the past. Um, my life in February this year took a, a different turn. Uh, I have, do have a teenager. Unfortunately, um, she was quite suicidal. She was planning to, to take her life. So at that point, my life stopped going through that. And I realized um, through my own need of looking for support from moms, there isn't really anything out there. Or you have to go in to a counselor and keeping my daughter safe and being present from her. I couldn't, there were times that I couldn't leave. So through my own searching for online stuff, I thought, okay, if I'm searching for it and not finding it, there's got to be other moms as well looking for it. So kind of that's where I kind of created that and went, um, you know, and now I'm going to create this for other moms. And that's kind of what led me to this, this point is from my own search and not finding anything here. Yeah, no, thank you for being so open and vulnerable, sharing about your daughter and her struggles. And, you know, obviously that's affecting you. And now you've looked for solutions. And because you couldn't find any, you created yeah. them. 
And yeah. that's, what, that's what us entrepreneurs do. We are problem solvers and solution creators. Uh, so tell us about uh, your journey in terms of this whole chaos to peace. Uh, because, you know, the problems we solve for others are usually the problems we need to solve ourselves. So how did you yeah. solve, how did you identify it, uh, become aware of it and solve it in your own life first? I think for me, I remember I used to be type A and I really, we talked a little bit about before, I think as a mom, we buy into that. We have to be, I mean, there's shirts that say super mom. You know, if you do a million things at once, you're, you're a super mom and you've got to multitask and, and do all, all this. And so that was me. And I was so much of a yeller. And I remember one time during my yeller um, frenzies that it was like, I almost split. And I kind of looked at myself and, and it was like, who are you? This is not the motherhood that I dreamed about. You know, what happened to you this is not you and I think it was at that point I realized I've got to do something this is not who I set out to be as a mother I just looking at that in my daughter's eyes as I'm screaming and yelling not what I set out to be so I really started searching in personal growth and um just skills in my my own thing and one of the biggest things I found is just learning about mindfulness and being more aware and doing, which is so not the norm for moms, is doing one thing at a time and just focusing on the moment. And that huge in my motherhood and even my personal growth is just learning to be able to do one thing at a time. Awesome. Uh, yeah, definitely incredible that awareness because a lot of uh, moms or people generally don't come to that point of like, man or woman, I need to change yeah. my it's like you actually got that awareness and then I'm especially interested in that whole change process uh, so you're a woman of faith obviously there was that faith element uh, yeah. inner healing uh, counseling uh, talking to friends tell us about it <laughs> tell us about it what did you do in terms of proactive proactivity uh, to actually change and transform yourself to the 2.0 to point I think um, first thing going back to you know the 80s kids stop drinking was the What's the big, big step? But just that kind of started me on this huge personal growth of changing who I was. I'm taking course, take reading books. I always have a constant um, stack of books to, to read on um, anything to do with my power struggles and just learning how to stop that chaos and just becoming more aware and doing mindfulness and just... I think for me, also a huge thing is giving yourself permission and realizing that it's okay to do one thing at a time, like back to that super mom and asking for help. It was a huge thing, you know, saying to my friends, I don't know what I'm doing, but this isn't okay. And, and just being, having a friend tell me, you know, Anna, it's okay to ask for help. You don't have to be alone. I think hearing that for the first time in my life, it was this like huge thing that went off. Because I think we're under that impression that we have to do it ourselves. And just creating a community for myself of other moms that you can lean on kind of, you know, way back in the day, that's how they did community raised your kids and kind of going back to that. Mm -hmm. Yes, it takes a village. It takes a, a village. 
takes a community and yeah. unfortunately we live in a day and age of a lack of community and uh, detachment and self-focus so good on you for creating yeah. that community village uh, so to speak for the modern day mom uh, in 21st century here um, so you also travel a lot with your daughter. Uh, you mentioned, uh, or I mentioned, uh, seven months last year alone. That's pretty phenomenal, uh, considering <laughs> you're uh, having a house, building a business, and also uh, raising a family. Tell us a little bit of how you managed to travel so prolifically, even though you are uh, doing all these multiple things. Um, as you mentioned, it was um, Youth with a Mission, so it was very um, volunteer-based. So I did a lot of fundraising, a lot of random support. Like, it was weird. As soon as I set up to do it, um, I was supported by people that I didn't even know that supported that idea of going to help other countries. Um, so lots of different fundraising activities we did. Um, and it was a phenomenal experience. Uh, you know, we met in... India was our first stop. Well, after Kona, where we did some training, India was our first stop. And just the recognition of how grateful, like I can't, sometimes I have a hard time even putting into words when you arrive there and the, the joy that they have on and inviting you in their home for the, the meal that they have. And you're looking around their house. They've got, you know, dirt floors. They've only got one bed, but they have this whole meal of, food to give you because you've come to their village just sometimes I can't even put it into words because you're you're just blown away you know now if you live in town somebody knocks on your door you kind of peek through it if your house isn't neat you you never answer it where these people are ushering you into their house and you you're you're blown away by their hospitality and their joy just just to see who you are yeah I can relate, yeah. Yeah. So it's mostly fundraising. And from India, then we went um, to Berlin, Germany and worked a lot with refugees. And it was neat because um, we spent some time on our off days. We went and saw the wall, which is something I've always wanted to see. And, and to be able to show my daughter, you know, this is the place you've read in, in history books. This is the wall. And that was quite an experience because the I can't describe it again the energy that you feel when you go to the wall it's so impactful it's huge yes it is yeah. I've been to both India you know and uh, seen uh, the amazing hospitality over there though they are poor they give everything they have and of course in uh, Berlin uh, to see the wall and to see the unification of Germany again it's a uh, Definitely yeah. remarkable what breaking down walls can do to a nation. So yeah, definitely very moving, moving experiences. So you've actually done this not alone, but with your daughter who's a teenager and it's hard <laughs> enough to get your teenager to come to dinner, let alone <laughs> around the world with you. So firstly, how, how did you manage to convince her? Uh, what kind of bribery did you have to do? And then how was the experience like traveling with a teenager around the world? Um, I, since she's been um, little, we have family and her dad lives in Toronto. So ever since she was a little baby, she's been on a plane. So she's one of those children, um, totally blessed. As soon as she gets in the plane, she falls asleep. So like we were on 36 hour you know, flights, 16 hour flights, she would sleep the whole, whole time. 
So in that way, I was really blessed. There was never an issue with her flying. Um, I guess because I've done lots of traveling, I kind of told her, okay, you know, this is what we're going to be doing. She kind of fought me a little bit, but then, yeah, then somehow it just clicked and she thought, okay, you know, it's Hawaii. <laughs> we're going to go to Hawaii. How bad could that be? So I got a little, what's that? That was about the bonding and the experiences, like the mother-daughter fusion uh, and the fighting and everything in between. How did that look like? Um, actually, we have a really good relationship um, right now. It's been problematic in the past, but when we set out um, to do it, there wasn't, I mean, there was a little bit of, of pushback because for her, it was hard for India, for example, you couldn't wear what you want. Um, and that's what I, I like because we went as a group. So if I told her, okay, you've got to do, you know, your Indian clothes, you've got to have your head wrap, all that kind of stuff. And if I said, said it to her, Brian or mom, she'd say no. Somebody else in our group, the advantage of, you know, again, that community would say to her, Cassandra, this is what you need to wear. Out of respect, she would never, <laughs> never say anything bad to that person. To mom, she'd fight me. But when another person would say, you know, you need to, to wear this, it was that, again, that community that she was, you know, didn't want to dis disrespect that person. It's okay for me, but not for the other person. So it went, that worked really well going in a group. What advice would you give to other parents that want to travel with teenagers? Like for me, I'm traveling with young kids. Um, they have no choice. Uh, they have a, you know, I have a two-year-old, a four-year-old, a six-year-old. They're so young. They just pretty much do whatever you tell them to. Sometimes yeah. it's harder than other times. But uh, obviously with a teenager, they do have a much greater degree of choice and autonomy and independence. So what would you say to other parents, uh, just like you, moms and dads, who want to travel with a teenager, but maybe they're the typical teenager that, wants to stay as far away from mom and dad as possible. I think there has to be somewhat of a buy-in. Um, you know, before we planned to go to Kona, we did history. We looked at all the pictures. Uh, you present it to them, do a little history lesson with them. Uh, they want to know what, what's there to do. You know, give them websites and what's new near there and pictures so they can kind of picture it in their head. So when they land at the airport, they already have a feeling of what it's like. It's not all a mystery. They don't, at that age, they don't like the unknown. So you try to break down the unknown as, as much as possible and even have them plan some activities. You know, this is, this is some of the things that we're gonna see, what would you like to do? And get their input as much as possible. And, you know, for example, India, if you're going to India, go to an Indian restaurant nearby and and just kind of immense yourself in the culture that you're going to do, see as much as possible. So it's not, so you're getting rid of that state of mystery. Adults like that mystery sometimes, kids, <laughs> teenagers, not so much. Awesome, yeah, those are great tips there, Anna. Uh, so you mentioned something quite difficult. I mean, you said your daughter was feeling suicidal, going through a difficult and challenging time. And of course, as a mom, that would probably tear you to pieces. So. 
how do you deal with that? I mean, that's a huge, huge, massive, massive issue, not just that you're facing, but literally millions of other moms and dads could be and are facing. Uh, yeah. So how, how did you and how are you dealing with that? I think the first huge thing that you have to realize, it's not your fault. Um, because you can play that through your head. And I went, started to go that, oh, I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done this. And, you know, um, for me, the night that she was going to, she was planning to um, overdose on, on pills, like painkillers that I had bought. So that kind of goes through your head. But I think at the very beginning, you just have to say, it's not my fault. Whatever happened, it's, it's not that fault because I found my brain and head spiraling out of control. So I think that's the first step is knowing it's not your fault and getting support. Um, mental illness and suicide, I think as much as people are trying to break down the stigma, it's still there. But I think we still have to be okay with sharing it with people and not keeping that to ourselves. So I was able to I picked and choose my friends, but um, I was able to share with my really close friends and said, okay, I need to talk to you. And I think that's huge too, is, is sharing it with people. And again, I seem to keep coming back to the community, wrapping those people that are close to myself and my daughter, wrapping them around that they check on me as well as they check on her. And just getting yourself into, for myself, some support group was huge talking to other moms, talking to um, like a counselor who, or a coach who is specialized in this and really reaching out and not thinking because I'm a mom, I have to solve it all myself. Yeah, definitely that you are not alone uh, is definitely huge, huge, huge with anything that we do. Uh, and the truth is we're not alone. We just think we are. Uh, Agreed. So yeah. The, the moment when you declare it or vocalize it, uh, other people are like, oh, you know, I'm so glad you said it because I'm struggling with that as well. Or uh, they just feel like uh, there's a self-identification and this uh, connection, immediate and, uh, you know, a powerful connection that happens. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, you also are able to help uh, other moms through your community, through your coaching. Uh, you have a book as well. Uh, tell us about the book, uh, about turning uh, your house or place, space, from chaos to peace. Tell us about the book writing and uh, what it's about. Yeah, um, for me, it's down to that um, awareness of where I had, um, you know, that things are out of control. Things are, are chaotic and um, just fine tuning the skills and doing, you know, one thing at a time and small little bits, you know, Everything, if we look at it from the outside, can be overwhelming. We've got dinners to cook. We've got breakfast. We've got to get our kids to to school. We've got to do all these all these things, and it's just kind of stepping outside of that and learning to do little things like time management and meal planning, and just becoming really good at just doing one thing at a time and learning to step away from wanting to do it all ourselves and just taking small little steps each day that you know dinner times can be overwhelming but if I meal plan then then that's one piece taken or if I focus on one thing and learning to let go you can't see but you know 
we if dishes don't get done, then it's okay. It's not our world's not gonna gonna fall apart. See, I can show you mine, but <laughs> and just learning to step away away from that and giving us permission for different different things. Like it's okay to ask for help. It's okay if the dishes don't get done. There you go. It is okay to have dirty dishes, you know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I, how are you able to help? Like what kind of stuff do you do in terms of your coaching? Let's hear a little bit more about your processes and what are the focus points? And uh, let's hear a little bit more about how your coaching programs work. First thing um, that I do, I do like a sort of intensive with new clients. Um, we go through a quite intensive um, balance worksheet. We work together and it asks questions anywhere from their relationship to their career to time management and really in-depth questions so we can see kind of where they're at and where things are out of balance because if we don't know that we don't know where the chaos is so we spend a little bit of time working through through that because then at the end of the three-month program we're gonna we do that again and they can kind of see how far where they were and how far they came they've come we spend a lot of time kind of working on um, balance and how to bring that into the home. Um, from there, we kind of step into core values and we do some work on who mom is. Because I know we get names like mom or chauffeur or driver. And we often become like I'm Cassandra's mom. People introduce me as Cassandra's mom. And we do some work on who mom is. Because if you ever seen parents, their kids go out to um, babysit or they're, they're at their grandparents' house and they're lost. They don't know what to do. So we kind of look at that on who we are when our kids are away and, and stepping into kind of who mom is. So if the kids are away, she can go have a life and she doesn't have to feel guilty about it. So learning to separate from mom. And that's how as they get older, you hear the empty nest syndrome. And that's where that comes in because our whole lives are our kids, which is good, but we don't know where they end and we start. So working through that and then kind of, you know, unhealthy, um, healthy, unhealthy habits and learning more about iMessages, which will help our family as well. And I throw in um, lots of mindful teaching on how to be aware, how to do breathing, how to involve that into their day-to-day um, -day life as well. But the balance worksheet kind of sets up where to where they need the most um, structure and coaching with. Beautiful. So if people wanted to reach out and connect and get some wisdom and tips about all the issues and uh, themes and topics we covered on this particular episode, how can they connect? I, um, best way is, and then also I have a private Facebook face, face, group as well, um, but my website is Anna Milne, so it's A-N-N-A-M-I-L-N-E dot com, and then it's backslash Flores um, Flourishing Moms. Beautiful. And uh, there's a Facebook group and an ebook as well, right? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'll have those links below. If you guys are watching this on YouTube, 
it will be right in the YouTube description. And if you guys or girls are watching this or listening to this on iTunes, it'll be right in the show notes. Uh, so thank you, Anna, for coming on to our episode here and enlightening, inspiring it, and educating our audience today. Thank you so much for having me, Ricky. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Great job on the work you're doing to help support moms. And same with you. Thank you. You're always an inspiration with your... I have lots of catching up to do on your countries that you visited. Yes, I have a whole focus on dads. So we together are a great team. You know, you help yes. the moms, I help the dads, and together we help the world. Perfect. <laughs> so thanks, everyone, for tuning into this very inspiring interview. Uh, make sure you connect with Anna. I'll have the links below. Make sure you connect with us as well with daddyblogger.com. And if you're interested in becoming a digital nomad and making money while traveling the world, also check out digitalnomadmastery.com and listen to all of our podcasts and videocasts on iTunes, YouTube, and more. And we'll catch up with you guys on the next episode.